Yo, what's poppin', guys? Welcome to the Great Cave. It's your man, Kovu. Got Monty here as always. What up, Monty? What up, what up? How's it going, man? It's going, it's going all right. I'm chilling. Uh, sipping <laughs> on this Mountain Dew Slurpee thing by High Blast. Hey, man, that's nice. That's nice. But over here, though, man, I'm cold as shit, man. Over here, it was, it was hot for a little while, but now it's like windy, windy cold and... Man, it's chilly, man. I got it. I got a little headache from last night, from oh. you know sleeping in the cold a little bit. And man, I'm 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 ready for the summer, man. Yeah, me too. Although here in Kansas City, the weather's we're we're dealing with pretty typical spring weather. Like it rains. Uh, it was a little bit chilly yesterday, but I'm kind of liking the new uh, 60, 70 weather days. You know what I mean? Yeah, over here we go from like 60, 70 to 30 again. Just like half of it is just gone again, and we, we need some consistency, man. It's not good for good for your health. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, this 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 has been a pretty interesting week when it comes to pop culture news, pop culture happenings. Um, a quick overview. So we're going to be talking about um the whole little Nas X thing. We talked about this briefly, not briefly. How long did we talk about on the last episode, the, the, the video? We just gave our, like, first reactions to it, you know? Right, nah, right, nothing, right. None of what, what came, like, aftermath and all that. Right, right, right. Well, on this episode, you know, since a week has gone by, there's been significant levels of backlash and anger that have, uh, that's been cropping up on the internet. So we'll talk about that. Also, you um, know, on the other side, some good things, too, uh, popping up out of this. You know, a lot of, a lot of people supported it. Of a little Nas X in the music video, right, right, right. Well, see, that's the thing. Since we, you know, this is the Great Cave, in the Great Cave, you know, when you break it down with nuance, things become a little bit more clear. Maybe less exciting, but but more clarity. But obviously, you can support Lil Nas X for one reason and still criticize him for another one. You know what I mean? Like, you could be like, oh, I, I see what he's doing for the pro pro gays. You know, a uh, pro. You know. He said pro grace, pro gays. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Your sound just went out. I can't hear you. Fucking up my flow, man. Now you're back. Hello? You hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been talking. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> me neither. So uh where where did it cut out at? Uh you're talking about pro gay, and I was like, <laughs> you know, it's uh I was just correcting you. Right, right, right. Uh no, so I was like, yeah, you you Hold on, because I feel like I'm getting too deep into it. I'm, I'm going to do a quick overview. So, yeah, Lil Nas X, the backlash, you know, his responses to to, to conservative people and artists and, and 
uh, culture vultures and blah, 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 blah. And then you got uh, the Quavo and Saweetie altercation, that whole situation and how that blew up. Um, then you got some King Von news. Oh, well, more so his alleged killer, Lil Tim reportedly, reportedly granted 100K bond. That's the thing. Then there's Freddie Gibbs, you know, the legend. Freddie Gibbs, you know, uh, apparently has a burner account to troll other rappers. We'll talk about that. Then NF dropped a hell of a video called uh, Story. Um, some interesting visuals, interesting storytelling. And uh, then, yeah, and then we, I guess we're going to have a discussion on music and songs that incorporate storytelling to a high level that we enjoy. Um, yeah. And then we wrap it up with what we've been consuming as we usually do. So going back to Lil Nas X. Um, yeah, I was saying, though, you can be you can be supportive of Lil Nas X um, for, you know, taking up for, you know, LGBTQ. But you could also be criticized. You could criticize the way he went about the, the imagery or the, the shots that he's taken at Christianity, uh, the shoes and stuff like that, because. Contrary to, I don't, I don't want to say popular belief, but contrary to some people's belief, there are a lot of gays out here that still believe in God and all that. So, yeah. well, uh, to take on that though, he, I definitely saw an interview that he did with Needle Drop recently, and he pretty much covered all that, you know, pretty much addressed everything in a serious manner. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that once we find out, like, what he had to say on, on the, on the Twitter, man. You know, the, the reactionary takes that, you know, people had and how he responded to that, especially conservatives. Yeah, I, I just want to put out there that, like, the people that I talked to, majority of them, they, they wasn't really feeling this, the, uh, the, the music video. Um, they found it offensive. The ones that feel like there's a, like a, like a system or agenda behind this, they really took a, a, a exception to it. Well, and, and I keep saying that Lil Nas X took all of that into account. Um, he, you know, he's, I feel like he's his own man. And I think we're used to, uh, I think we're used to trolling that isn't backed by like million, like a million dollar campaign behind it or, or, or a promotional thing. This is like a, yeah. this is like a big scale, like troll video, but also. Honestly, it's not even a troll video, man. It's, uh, I looked into it, man. It definitely has a message and I definitely, I definitely see where he came from. And he definitely explained like why he made this type of video. Because uh, he kind of went into how he himself felt about it. Like, you know, he came out as gay, I think, uh, last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was kind of still very, he wasn't sure, like, how to how to come with that, you know, how to reveal it to the world. And mm-hmm. over here, he was like, he, he's more, he's saying he's more open to it, man. Now now he's like, I'm, I'm going to show my side to it, man, you know? He's not, he's not afraid to hide he's not afraid to dumb himself down. You know, he's just, he just, he's just gonna, he's just gonna live him, live like true to himself and just express how he feels like it. So I definitely get it, man. I definitely see where it comes from, especially comparing to a lot of how a lot of the other female artists, uh, you know, portray their sexuality. So I definitely get it. Yeah. But, but with that being said, I don't think it's like, you, you can have a message behind trolling though. And the, 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 I feel like the idea of trolling is like to get a rise out of somebody. He knew exactly what he was doing in this video. He literally took a stripper, uh, uh, a stripper pole and went to hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was definitely intentional to get a rise out of people, too, you know? Yeah. There's like two things at once. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, 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 like looking at the video without, I haven't seen the needle drop uh, video or, or interview, 
I haven't seen him. You should definitely check that out. That it's like twenty minute interview, just explaining, <clears throat> just talking about his intentions, like and how he dealt with uh, the backlash and everything. It's, it's it's like more serious conversation than all the tweets and just you know oh, what we deal with on on YouTube and shit like that. Right, right, right. Um, and and so Lil Nas X on Twitter, he was saying stuff like. Y'all love saying we're going to hell, but get upset when I actually go there, laughing my ass off. Um, <laughs> That's kind of true, man. So right, it's right. like, mind your business, you know? You, mm. you just keep telling people, go, go, you're going to go to hell. And he definitely did <laughs> went to hell. And he's going right. to deal with the consequences if he has to. You don't got to worry about your own shit. I mean, okay, you don't well, got to well, worry about his shit or worry let, about your own shit. Well, let, let, well, now that we're on the hell thing, though, we can play. I can play with this little hell theme or motif, right? So since he went to hell and, you know, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. How about that? Let me be the devil's advocate since he went to hell and we're on that hell thing. Um, Now, to be devil's advocate, Lil Nas X came out with the Old Town Road. And he was performing in front of, like, kids across America, right? Um, Just like, you know, Disney people did. However, I don't want to misconstrue it. When Lil Nas X blew up, it wasn't like a Disney rollout. He was saying some shit in that Old Town Road. It just had a melody that kids really liked. But he's talking yeah. about sipping, sipping lean, uh, infidelity. Like, so I'm not going to act like Lil Nas X like, did that to appeal to kids. It just happened to blow up that way. However, playing devil's advocate to, to, the, to the outsiders looking in, the Christian parents or whatever, they're like, okay, so... My kid loves Lil Nas X. They loved his, you know, the Panini. Remember the Panini Panini song, which is like a that, dumb. That down. was also about sex too, you know. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. So, so, but it was about sex. I didn't even know it was about sex to be honest. I, I thought it was like a like okay. He knew that he had an audience after Old Town Road, so then he made a song that sounds like it. Literally sounded like to me, like a kid, like a kid type song like a kid friendly kids bop or whatever yeah. to me i heard it on the radio and so there was that and then you know kids fell in love and now it's and now it's this now listen when i told you on, on the last episode when i first saw the video and that's probably the last time i'm gonna watch the video uh it was i was like okay i, I see what he's doing I, I saw what he was doing i i didn't take any offense i believe in god and all that i didn't take i didn't i I just I felt like I knew what he was doing. And I think it would be silly for me to get upset about that. Like, okay, he's living out his truth, his sexuality. I listen to hip hop, bro. Niggas rapping about murders, um, all types of shit. Him getting on a CGI poll is not like the most. It's not my cup of tea, but it's not the most offensive thing to me. If we're yeah, going to be yeah, we real. heard so many worse things. Are seeing yeah. a lot of worse shit. That, like this is nothing. Yeah. But in a different way, it's still it's still shocking in a different sense. Not like, oh, this is shocking. I can I can't believe he's doing this. You know. Yeah. Now now, um, he he goes on to make points and says, look, like somebody said, the system is targeting kids. Lil Nas X's fan base is mostly children. They did the same thing with Miley Cyrus after Hannah Montana, and then Lil Nas X said there was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I am not gonna. I am not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job. And uh, he said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preach would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Ooh. 
Mm. Yeah, he definitely went serious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of kind of speaking right there. Um, y'all saying the gay nigga twerking on CGI Satan is the end of the of times, like slavery and the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's throwing yeah. out shots, man. He's throwing out shots. Yeah, yeah, he is because I mean there is a moral outrage to this. There, there, you know, as as much as much as like I understand people taking offense to it, the level of outrage I'm seeing is almost like Capitol Hill riot levels. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like whoa, people are like losing their minds because they think that just like in the '80s with rock and roll, they think this is like uh, perverting the minds of children. Um, and I, I don't think children are, are that they are impressionable, but your sexuality is your sexuality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he flipped it on his head. This dude literally went to hell because y'all said he's going to go to hell for being gay. And he literally just put a flip on it. So it, it, it is what it is. And so that was that was I was like, OK, I see what he's doing. I, I take no offense to it. I, I'm not that invested in it. But then he did something that I felt like was kind of ill-advised, which was the the Nike shoes thing. Oh, the blood thing? Yeah, bro. Nike suing. suing. Yeah, it's not even like official <laughs> Nike thing. Yeah, it's not even official. I'll definitely like, say that, 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 that one is kind of weird. Like actual, I heard it was actual blood. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but as that is, it's like, that's kind of weird, bro. But not even that. It was just putting the Nike emblem on there, on there right? Because... On Twitter, you know, I got a Twitter, and uh, people were like, "I can't believe this! Nike, Nike's co-signing this." People on Facebook, Twitter, people believe like because they saw the Nike swoosh, and Lunar X was promoting it, and Nike had to come out and say, "Bro, we have nothing to do with this. We didn't authorize this shoe. We're not coming out with a shoe with Lunar X. Like this is out of nowhere." And so now they're suing because people really bought that. As soon as they saw the image, they just went with it. Like Nike co-signed it. And yeah, it's kind of surprising he did this though, because you know he's such a big name, and I thought I thought they were actually working with he was actually working with Nike, because you know it seems like uh, they would actually work with him to do something like this. But I don't know if they would go that that far to you know print like uh, actual blood in the shoes or whatever. I, I'm not even sure. I don't even think they would go as far as the the satanic imagery because, mm. like, listen, the you remember when when when. Nike collaborated with Colin Kaepernick, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, when people think of Christians on the political side, they think of conservatives, but a lot of Colin Kaepernick's fan base are black uh, Christians as well. Like Nike has a huge Christian buyer base on either side of the political aisle. I just don't think it would be even smart to to like Lil Nas's Lil Nas fan base is huge, but it isn't like. LeBron James fan base huge. Yeah, so, I don't think they'll be buying too much of the shoes because it's like a different. It's more mm-hmm. of the TikTok generation. I don't even. Uh, I don't know, man. Is is even Nike famous with like the Zoomers and generation nowadays? Um, they're they're just big because every everybody that you look up to has like Kendrick Lamar, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Like every well, I don't know about Kevin Durant, but everybody has like a Nike shoe. Um, and it's just it's just huge. Whether you care about it or rather you just casually going into Foot Locker and you, oh, I like the way that shoe looks. And yeah, I guess it's uh, imprinted in our culture nowadays. So it's like generational. Bro, it has over, Nike has an over 90% of the shoe market. Over 90%. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So Nike's not playing with, with unauthorized pictures going viral and shit. So I think that was an L on uh, Lil Nas's part to like do that because people really believe like, oh shit, Nike's co-signing this. 
And if if they were, he's, still, he's still making jokes out of it though. He posted on, I think I saw a SpongeBob meme. He's like, uh-huh. after Nike sues me, and he he got his uh, SpongeBob meme where it's like asking for a spare change. <laughs> so he's still still making fun of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I I like how it was like, uh, cause it was like a lawsuit that they found. Right, like they didn't even they didn't even go with the cease and desist. They just said, "Fuck it, we suing!" Like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. Okay, so in terms of some of the the artists that artists and, and, and personalities that Lil Nas X re- responded to. Uh, so you got uh, Republican Governor Christie saying, um, our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. We are in the fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight hard. We need to fight smart. We have to win. And then Lil Nas is like, bro, um, you're a whole governor and you're on here tweeting about some damn shoes. Do your job. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, and I see what he's coming from, but it, it's a little bit more than just tweeting about shoes. Like, Governor Christie's just riling up his base. This is what his base is talking about. This is what conservatives are going crazy for. So, of course, he's going to make a tweet about it. But I, I like it. Yeah, that's I, just I, what conservative marketing 101, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and so, and then it's funny because Governor Christie said he, he quoted Matthew 1626. Well, it's good. Uh, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? And then Lil Nas X quotes his uh, song, which isn't really there. Uh, well, it says, "Shoot, quote, shoot a child in the mouth while I'm riding, unquote. Uh, that uh, from the book of Montario 108. Uh, Montero is, 108, yeah. I guess <laughs> that's, the, that's the, that's the, like the code name he's going with, or like the, what do you call it? You know, nowadays hip hop, a lot of artists have their two names, like an alias, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, or even a character that they, uh, yeah, that they a persona, a persona, yeah, yeah, persona, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and then somebody named Nick Adam, another conservative guy, said, uh, clowns like Lil Nas X and I am Cardi B couldn't last 30 seconds on a debate stage with the likes of Candace Owens, <laughs> <laughs> Candace Owens. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then Lil Nas X was like, you can't last 30 seconds in bed with your wife, boom, <laughs> you know. Like, hey, I'm not mad at that because Nick is like, he's trying to bring it to that. Bro, yes. Like, people that aren't schooled in the, the ways of debate probably wouldn't last on the stage with Candace Owens. But that doesn't matter. Like, so? Any <laughs> any person who, who knows how to debate and actually has good ideas that they want to debate, they would, they would clown Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, think, I think it was like a, it, it matters not. Like, that's her field. This is their field. Their also, field with Candace well. Owens, she might win even with some somebody actually, uh, you know, spinning out intelligent debate because you know she all she does is just talk over. She's just gonna she's just gonna just scream and shout and just try to make a commotion out of it. Try to win the argument. Yeah, I'll, I always say when it comes to um, debates, it's it's uh, at least uh, at least with the political variety, it's a lot of it's a lot more theater than actually trying to genuinely change the mind of the person. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's silly to me anyway. So, um, and then he made, he, he ends, I didn't read this, but he made, he made the point that I made before I started reading all this. He said, uh, in response to Joyner Lucas, hold on, Joyner Lucas. Hey, it said the tweet is on a, he deleted it. Joyner Lucas. But he he wrote something like, Oh, I can't believe my, you know, I'm a big fan of little Nas and you know, my child, uh, got it caught, uh, you know, just caught a hold of 
your new video and uh, like just just voice voicing his displeasure for the music video and how he doesn't like that he's doing this okay. I, I get yeah I get the I get the kid angle you know I I get the kid angle but like he said I, like I said he said I literally sing about leaning adultery in old town road you decided to let your child listen blame yourself uh, bro I said that so it's that but um, also also even though he watched the video i, I don't get what's the big deal because kid, kids probably come across so, so many worse things nowadays uh, as a parent it's your job not to even not to even shield them man you got to talk to them explain what's going on explain what why he's doing it like actually be truthful well it, I, I i see what you're saying i i believe it's a little bit more a little bit more on the uh because there's no manual on how to parent right and 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 i feel like it's it's also age specific right like i i wouldn't want i i, I do think it's the parent's responsibility like if your kid is six or, or seven i probably wouldn't want them watching imagery of Lil Nas X lap dancing the the devil but if they're approaching like 10 or 11 um yeah, yeah. You, you can have those conversations or whatever i, I have a god godson named uh jeremiah he's five years old uh i don't know if that's the proper age where i sit down with him like okay this is why little nas x is lab dancing the devil you i'll know? say 10 yeah or oh, once you reach 10 and then yeah. if they come across you should talk to your kid but mm-hmm. you know as a, if they're younger man you should you should keep a note don't just give them the fucking tablet and let them watch anything yeah 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 okay I was worried at first. Also, I, I don't think the video is the can, can even be recommended to little kids because you know YouTube has restrictions and it's it's age restricted, so you right. can't just watch the video. I, it, even in the article, I think it's age restricted. You can't really watch it unless you have an account and you're like as of age, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, somebody said uh, we are in a pandemic and y'all are going on day five of being mad at a gay nigga who don't do nothing but tweet all day. Um, well, uh, now to look at that point, to be honest, the fact that we are in a pandemic does give people like a lot of time to just be at home and just get involved in shit like this. I actually will say that the pandemic could be a big reason why people are even more outraged. They're, they're antsy. There's all this built up energy and tension. Um, yeah. although that's starting to lessen because I mean, look at Atlanta, look at Texas, look at Florida, like there's places where people are, um, Bro, I was at the bar the other day. Like, it wasn't, you technically were supposed to wear a mask, but if you went in there without one, nobody would say anything. So it, it is kind of yeah, less. Especially, especially in your states, like the southern states like that, they, they, they wouldn't really care. Right, right, right. But, um, okay, yeah, that's, um, uh, wait, wait, wait. There was another, though. Hold on. Candace Owens. Little, hold on, let me read this right quick. Um... So Candace Owens said, we've turned George Floyd, a criminal drug addict, into an icon. I hate this one. Yeah, just, just stop reading from there, man. Like, yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. even give her the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, you already uh, know what she's going to say, some dumb shit. Yeah. But Lil Nas X said, you know, you know you did something right when she talks about it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, if you don't get a response out of her, you probably failed, man. <laughs> Lil Nas X, your career is over, man. You should just quit if you didn't get a response out of that. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, moving on. Um, now, this also, is a- I saw somebody make a meme like, oh, this is Nas from your generation uh, with the little Nas picture. And this is Nas from my generation with like, you know, Nas, Nas. And <laughs> and uh, Lil Nas says, I literally have a song with him. So I don't know what y'all, what are y'all talking right, about. Right. I was about to say that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nas does have a song with Lil Nas, like, which a lot of people criticize him for. Like, I can't believe 
the godson would, you know, but that is what it is. Um, because that can be criticized even without all of this. People were mad at that just because the type of artist Lil Nas X was. But um, on another note, though, on a more serious, I guess more serious note, yeah, it's more serious than the whole outrage of Lil Nas X. So rapper Quavo and Saweetie break silence on elevator dispute. So, Monty, you seen this, uh, this elevator footage of the, that's going around of an uh, altercation with Quavo? Yeah, Sweetie. I checked it out because uh, at first I was like, I don't really care. Then a lot of a lot of people started talking about it. I was like, let me check it out, see what's going on. Like, how bad is it? Then I was like, you know, Migos, they they're in more trouble because you know they always they, they always seem to be getting in some trouble. Because I yeah. I just I just read another headline that you know Take All was cleared of his uh, assault or whatever. So that's good to hear. But you know they still somehow get in trouble even though later on find out it's not too much of a big deal. But you know, I saw the video and what you think of it, man, at the first instance? Like, you know, I think I, this is what I think. I think if people are saying that Quavo is like this, this monster or whatever, I, I don't see evidence of Quavo being a monster. I don't see Quavo. Listen, it's, it's just bad luck when you're a celebrity and you have altercation with a woman, period, in the elevator, right? So you got the uh, something about elevators with and, and black and white footage with no with no audio. So you got. The, the first one I can recall is Ray Rice just flat out knocking his woman out in the uh, elevator um, and she passes out or she, you know, she's knocked out. And then there's Jay-Z with Solange and Beyonce and the security in the elevator where Beyonce's sister is trying to like, you know, hit Jay-Z and break it up. That was, you know, that was that. Jay-Z didn't do anything. He was just kind of uh, bobbing and weaving, ducking. And this, so in this video, before they even get in the elevator, one thing we see is, uh, uh, so Weedy swings on Quavo, um, which and is he misses, and you know he's trying to duck and yeah, he's trying, trying to, to they trying to wrestle over a bag. So I'm like, yeah. what's in the bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> somebody was like, man, he's he's wrestling over that bag like there's a, a unregistered weapon in there or something. I don't know, but mm, like obviously, I guess, I guess you could insinuate like, yeah, there's some there's some toxicity there. I mean, Saweetie said that she's single and she's endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Pres presence don't bend aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. Um, and then you have people like academics saying, I can't believe Saweetie's trying to like bury Quavo's uh, career uh, for, for, I guess, hype and clout. Um, I haven't seen that, but I don't think Quavo did anything that was like despicable. I just think that that video yeah. to me was more so footage of like like proof that maybe they should be separated. Like, because I don't think I don't think there should be uh, issues where it's like physicality is displayed in really any manner and in relationships like that. Yeah, there's no but, like he's not like actually trying to throw hands with her. He's like kind of it's like a wrestling thing, but still he should have he should have known better and not to not to even do that because you know if they call it if they catch you doing some shit even that. You go, you're gonna be in trouble even in the in the yeah. public eye. So, yeah, the public yeah, eye. he still didn't do that much, honestly. Yeah, so. and we gotta be we, bro. She she did swing on him. Yeah, that's a fact. She actually balled up her fist, swung Quavo, you know, duck and dodge. And a lot of dudes coming from where a lot of us come from would have took that in and and fought back because they in their head it's like, oh, you're you're trying to hit me now. I feel like the more reasonable thing is like, okay, uh, yeah, you can't. 
the just the reasonable thing, even in the public eye, even in the court court side. You yeah. just gotta you just gotta keep your mind in check and just not not let it get to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty just, much. Yeah, just uh, much. just put your hand up, and you know, because now hopefully, uh, once people see that shit, and not, you're not you're not gonna be in fault of anything, even though if you didn't do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's it's just an unfor- unfortunate thing that 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 came out. From what I understand, this footage is like. Hold on. It surfaced earlier this week, but it was like it, it happened last year sometime. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's weird, bro. I think it's weird when shit leaks like almost half a year after the yeah, who, fact. who caught the who caught the you know the elevator footage? Who caught a cop that footage? You know, you got Yeah, bro. By the way, TMZ be buying shit like this. They 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 love to like pay for when you have footage, cell phone footage, elevator footage restaurant footage like they they will pay and and people that own the footage will solicit it to like okay tmz daily maga people magazine like they, there's a lot of big money when you can catch stuff like this so i don't know yeah, man. they got their they got they got the years to the street man tmz they got some crazy people oh they do bro Hi. like there's this big article about how tmz has like a whole network in la where like they have people that work at businesses that they pay for information, like places that celebrities like to go to, like uh, like restaurants, hotels. They they pay people if they hear something at these situations. That's how TMZ is always on top of everything. Um, but yeah, man, I don't I don't think uh, there wasn't nothing too crazy in that video outside of Sweetie trying to swing on him. And yeah, that's still that's still not you know it's still like a toxic relationship. So that they definitely got to work yeah. some shit out. But it's still not like. Oh my God! I can't believe they did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, it's like I've seen right in the middle, in the gray, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, you know, she 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 accused them of cheating. I don't know anything about that, but uh, from the from the footage, it is what it is. They're, Hold they're, up, they're, I, I see on the on the right there is a news story, and I feel like this is more violent than any of this between Cueva and Sweaty. Mm-hmm. Chad Hanks, you know who Chad Hanks is. Oh, that uh, yeah, that guy. He's yeah, Tom Hanks, you know, uh, black son, yeah, <laughs> quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. And right. apparently, him and his ex got in crazy altercation, violent mm-hmm. altercation, and there's like blood and shit on your on his face. I was like, damn, this is more, this is way more crazier than anything Quavo and Swayze did. So it's like, damn, right? Yeah, yeah. The only issue is that Chad Hanks is just not as relevant. Nobody cares about him. Um, yeah, pretty much. He's only ever in the news for saying the N-word or something like that. He's cringy. He's cranky. Like, I know Tom Hanks, like, lose a couple of years of, of, of his life when he sees, like, a headline <laughs> about his son. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, moving on to uh, uh to something, I guess, just that serious. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this is definitely a forte, you know, so, you know, take it over. Okay, so... King Von alleged killer Lil Tim reported reportedly granted 100k bond, much to Quando Rondo's delight. Um, Quando Rondo affiliate Lil Tim is set to be released from jail on bond after being charged with murder in the November 2020 shooting death of King Von. According to Double XL, Fulton County court records show the 22-year-old Savannah native was granted a 100k bond posted on Friday. He's still in jail. He does have a 100k bond and must be fitted with an ankle monitor. Uh, senior public information officer Tracy Flanagan tells the publication. Fellow Quando Rondo affiliate Lou Wap, Jump Out Black, and 
333 PAB celebrated Lil Tim's conditional release on their Instagram stories as the news spread like wildfire across the internet. Um, yeah, so his team celebrating, Quando Rondo speaks, my God, home. Um, and then the rest of the article is just talking about King Von being, you know, the circumstances of how King Von was killed. Um, yeah, it's, um, hold on. Manager for the late King Von recently conducted an interview where he gained no joy from the alleged shooter being incarcerated for a large period of time. Um, King Von's manager said, honest truth, I wouldn't wish jail on my worst enemies. That's just how I am, how I'm built. Honest truth, I could care. That's his situation and he got to deal with it. That's his team, blah, 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 blah. All right. Um, and then there's a lot of memes. Lil Durk and OTF after finding out Lil Tim was released from jail last night. And it shows... Uh, Car speeding. I guess they're going to slide on him or whatever. Uh, Dirk about to clap Lil' Tim. OTF is going to be on his ass. This Lil' Tim pack about to come. Y'all niggas sound lame as hell. Okay, there was no like commas in there, so that's why I read it like that. So yeah, a lot of memes going going crazy about Lil' Dirk allegedly going to kill Lil' Tim. Um, I, if, if people are really I don't expect- think he's going to do that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not yeah, happening. Yeah. He's trying he's to better- stay clean, man. He's trying to get out of that lifestyle. Yeah, and he's fighting the case right now. Him and King Von was fighting a, a, a an attempt murder case before King Von died, but Lil Durk is still alive, therefore he's still fighting that. He's not he's not going to jeopardize that. Um, however, yeah. there, there there are people, you know, from Chicago. Like things could happen. I just don't think Lil Durk himself is going to involve himself in it. Um, so, where does Quandaronda uh, fit into this though? Because he's like, man, he's he's kind of gleeful about this. Um, I mean. He didn't do anything like too too inflammatory. Uh, he's just happy that the man that interfered on his behalf is, is coming home. It's his friend, and from their perspective, look, King Von was beating my ass, and King Von's people was running towards me, and my you know my my homie came out, shot at King Von, and and possibly saved my life. Um, so after so all, not, after all of this, man, if you're Quanta Ronda or just Lil Tim. Or just anybody affiliated with that, you got to be careful, right? Because you never know when somebody might run up on you on behalf of King Bond. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got to keep their head on the swivel. Like the their 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 security should definitely be heightened, especially if they're going to all these different states and stuff. And you got a uh, you got rappers clicking up with other rappers from other cities. Um, you know, like on a um, your uh, enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine type of thing. So, man, that's yeah, such yeah, a they crazy definitely... lifestyle, man. That's like being a war general, <laughs> where you gotta always be, always be careful who's kind of running up on you. It's like that's like such a crazy lifestyle for like a musician. That's that's insane, man. I could yeah. never, I could never move like that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not a lifestyle I would recommend to anybody. Like people see the um, the money, fame. You know, it, it's a cliche to say, but like they see that and fall in love with that, but. Yeah. People don't see the age of 25 in a lot of these situations. King Von didn't. So, yeah, um, I seen a comment. Somebody say we treat these, uh, you know, rappers or just people like that, like you know, action movie stars. Like, uh, we just wanna, we just wanna see this stuff happening. Like, you know, just just with the memes and everything, people people en- encouraging it to happen. It's like, you know, it's it's like a never ending cycle. Yeah, man, it, it it's. It's some minutes, man. Remember the the wrong Coliseum with, with with gladiators. Like people used to love to see gladiators 
kill each other for for our entertainment. Uh, and just like you know, growing up, a lot of people thought wrestling was real. When they found out wrestling wasn't real, they got disappointed. There was something that that disappointed them. Out of hey man, hip hop became the new wrestling for a lot of people. You know, with yeah, these, exactly. that's, that's what it is. People love this type of entertainment, and because uh, yep. and none of this shit is real, man. So this is the scary part. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's that, and even though there there is a lot of bravado in wrestling, the the thing that makes it like a superior form if you're looking for that type of entertainment, like real grudges, real beef. Um, every time a rapper goes to jail, dies, get cut up, get beat up, get jumped. It's almost like a confirmation to fans like, yo, this is really real. That's why when uh, the drill movement took off in Chicago in early 2011, 2012, people got so excited because it's like, yeah, Lil Wayne rapping about killing people, that's cool, but look at Chief Keith though. Like, his friends are really dying or his op- his ops are really dying. Yeah, it's people- not even the music uh, behind it. It's like, there's so much backstory. It's like, <laughs> I saw somebody, you know, the Chicago gangs are more expensive than Star Wars because it's like, there's like so many, so many layers to it, so many different gangs, so many different affiliations, and it's like crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's fantastical, but it's also like reality. There's lore in there, like it's real life. Yeah, lore. yeah, yeah. The, the lore, <laughs> hip hop. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's wild. It's um, it's nasty. Um, it's dark. Um, and a lot more consequential than. Lil Nas X getting on the strip pole. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of that one episode from you ever seen Black Mirror, right? There's this uh, one episode. Yeah, I mean, there's mm-hmm. one episode called White Bear, where I, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but the pretty much the premise of it is like some people live through like nightmares, like in the hoods and stuff. Like uh, this this woman is living through a nightmare of uh, just going through some shit that she dealt with in the past and now she's part of a reality TV show. And, you know, she's pretty much like, pretty much like a circus to people in the audience and they cheer, they cheer on whatever happens to them. They cheer on if she wants to die, you know, if she wants like uh, some, some like some other gags behind her, you know, who wants to attack her. It's like, it's pretty much very similar to here, man. Like people outside the audience who don't, who don't live that lifestyle, they're mm-hmm. cheering it on like from the sidelines. So it's pretty yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a it's a real life gladiator blood sport, and um, the more death, the more jail, the more bad news, the more exhilarating it is for people on the outside looking in. Um, yeah, somebody needs to come in, man. Like somebody with authority within these within these gang warfare's or just in these beefs. Somebody needs to make a truce, man, from both sides. But I don't know. It's easier said than done. So I don't know, man. Yeah, 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 and, and and it's egos are involved, man. In a lot of these situations, egos are like cancer. So, um, yeah, when your ego's on the line and the optics are are there, you know, the fact that this takes place in front of everybody and not like behind closed doors is what really adds to all this destruction. Yeah. But um, on a much lighter note, though, Freddie Gibbs, um. The entertaining gangster rapper himself reveals that he has a fake Instagram account to diss other rappers. And quote, uh, uh, he immediately says, I'm doing all kinds of bullshit. So uh, this is from hiphopdx.com. Judging by Freddie Gibbs' social media behavior, one wouldn't think he needs a burner account to talk smack. He already does that to just 
he already does that. Just ask academics. But in a recent interview with GQ, the Grammy Award nominated MC admitted that he does indeed have a fake account while discussing the perceived ageism in hip hop and how he works around it. He inadvertently unveiled his secret. He says, I've been doing songs with these with those niggas lately, so I've been taking notes. You're never too old to learn. Niggas become irrelevant because they stop learning and being sponges to the game. I eat, sleep, and breathe this shit every day. I'm looking at what everybody's doing. I'm getting on fake Instagram pages, leaving comments like, that shit whack. I'm doing all <laughs> kinds of bullshits. I'm tiding people. Um, as Gibbs expounded on the topic, he also uh, recalled a time when a woman once told him he was too old to rap. Somebody said, oh, you almost 40, buddy. It's time for it's time for jazz. <laughs> And he recalled, them white niggas ain't telling Paul McCartney, Willie Nelson, and Bruce Springsteen uh, that they need to stop dropping albums. They'll have a number one album in the world, and those niggas are 66. So why the fuck do I have to stop rapping when I'm rapping the best I've ever rapped? Hey, man, talk talk your shit, man. He's speaking a lot of facts. Talk your shit, bro. I I agree with that. Yeah, hip-hop is primarily perceived to be a young man's sport, but I, I love the idea of growth and maturity in hip hop. And it, it's more, it's more realistic than just yeah. young niggas doing young niggas shit all the time. Um, I, I think the fact that we can see somebody at their 20, you know, 20 year old self, 30 year old self, 40 year old self, like Jay-Z, it's just been popping since the like nineties and it's 2021. And look how much he's grown. I think that says a lot. Look a little Wayne. Uh, he is his his evolutions from his personality to his dreads to like everything. I, I think that's I think that's dope. And Freddie, yeah, Gibbs, the music here yeah, they should be they should be creating music no matter what age because you know it's not like the fans just disappear. They they also grow with the artists, so they they're still there, and they're 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 also there to witness the music and the growth. And people love that man. Yeah, and and NBA and and athletic endeavors are young man sports by necessity not by choice like yeah anybody any any person that loves basketball and football it's almost like a a life crisis when they have to come to the realization that they can't do this anymore why would a rapper that that really loves this and can still do it like their their throat doesn't break down like like yeah. Athletes like they're like an athlete's body breaks down. A yeah, it's not like you're in the studio in the booth, and after like 20 minutes, you can't rap no more. It's like, oh man, I'm, I'm yeah. blown out. I can't go no more today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there is a there is such thing as straining your vocals, but it's not like straining your foot. It's two. It's way different things, right? So, yeah, I feel like if you can do it, you love it. Um, and bro, people, there have been athletes that like have had full full meltdowns and breakdowns and had to be admitted into uh, uh, psychiatric wards because they, it was they couldn't come to terms with the fact that they can't do what they spent their whole life doing anymore. Yeah, man, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So how dare you expect somebody like how dare you try to rip that away from somebody that really loves this like and they don't got to do it. So I don't know. That's that, that's silly. But anyway, on on the more interesting point though, the fake Instagram account, this and other rappers. I'm glad that he said it and it wasn't like exposed, like. Kevin Durant was exposed accidentally when it when it came out that, oh man, like there were rumors that he was sensitive, but now this kind of proves it. Now that he's responding to like people saying negative things about him on a uh, Instagram account, a fake burner account, like that that was a big deal because Kevin Durant purposely tried to hide it uh, at the yeah, time. Man, you got to own that shit, whatever you do, man. Exactly. So, much. And so he knows how to play the game, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. I don't, uh, and I definitely wouldn't expect somebody of his age and caliber to uh, do that. But I think it's funny. 
I think it's funny. And um, yeah, do you think Freddie, like whatever, whatever it takes, he says he's learning. He's always looking at everything and has like a Kobe Bryant type mindset when it comes to, to uh, like truly um, committing his whole being, every fiber of his being to this rap stuff. So even if he has to do little different shit, like, you know, make fake Instagram accounts, that's yeah. kind of like the equivalent of Kobe Bryant going to like, I don't know, Kobe Bryant would do a lot of different unorthodox things to try to get an edge up on his competition. I think that's what Freddie Gibbs is doing just in the rap version. Yeah. So, hey, do your thing. Uh, I yeah, do, man, I'll, he's doing it right because uh, I, I didn't even see when you mentioned Freddie Gibbs and apparently he's 40 and I, I never bring age into it. Like, I never think, oh, he's 40. You know, I never think he's like old <laughs> rapper. So, so he's <laughs> definitely doing it right, you know, doing it the doing it the young way i guess and even though he's still older than a lot of the people in the game so he's definitely doing it doing it right however he's doing it yeah yeah exactly so um i'm with it man shout out pretty gibbs now um moving on to the discussion piece of this episode so nf dropped a music video called story and um yeah i've seen it monty you've seen it right yeah <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you some background on on my history with NF though, because uh, you're the first one who actually told me about NF a couple, I think over a year ago, or, or I don't know, pretty pretty much a long time ago. And right. uh, you know, I looked them up. You know, I watched some songs, and I wasn't really impressed with it, man. I was like, I, I like it, but it's not my thing, really. It's like a, it's like definitely influenced by you know Eminem a little bit, but not too much. I think. Yeah. Uh, at one certain era of Eminem, right? It's not really like the old Eminem with the with the blonde hair. There's like the there's like a phase in Eminem's career where he, he was making a lot of similar type of music as NF that he's doing right now. So definitely reminded me of that, and I was like, this is pretty cool, but you know, I, but it's not really my thing. But recently, man, I definitely watched this music video story, and this really impressed me, man, from the cinematography, from uh, from the story he's telling, from the music the cinematic uh, instrumental with everything man I, I love what he did with the music video it's like it's crazy man hopefully he keeps doing this type of stuff and you know a lot of people a lot of people that some rappers do this but they don't do it as well as nf is doing right here man the the production the, the production value is like insane it almost yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, a movie yeah. the music video is like it's crazy yeah definitely definitely movie levels uh of 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 excitement with the visuals uh the the woman playing her role um and even before it gets to the climax or even before she gets before you uh see her enter the store you're still kind of like okay where's this going though like she's talking about her roommate and all that and then it, it all comes together bro it does all come together um enough was flowing like he usually does like 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 a master at what he does painting the picture um with profane levels of intensity what i mean by that is like and a lot of times like like this or a lot of how do i say this when records are this intense you might expect the f word or two to be involved man and i don't even notice he didn't curse like he doesn't curse saying, that's bro, crazy that just proves his mastery even if it's your cup of tea or not like you will hear a certain enough song and, and may may have thought that like okay he might have said the f word or not but when you're told that he didn't do it you're like wait what and i love and, it man i love it yeah yeah so he's sticking He's sticking to his uh his guns, his his principles, his morals, and um they say the best type of creativity is birthed when you stick to when you put limitations on yourself, and um 
yeah, man, he, he he's he's doing his thing. The video again was spectacular. Uh, the cinematography, like you say, bro, you you basically hit the nail on a lot of the points that I was going to say. <clears throat> so yeah, NF story. Check out check out that uh music video, guys. If you haven't, I'm sure you have though. But um, we're gonna use this to trampoline on yeah on on this type of uh, subgenre of rap, the, the 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 art of storytelling in rap. Um, so Monty, where you want to go with this? <clears throat> Yeah, so, you know, after watching that video, it kind of reminded me of, you know, a lot of a lot of our favorite storytelling rap songs that, you know, because uh, you and me, there's probably some that overlaps, but I also, also added some songs that I think, you know, spe- that deserve a special mention that, that are connected with me. So mm-hmm. we definitely want to go over some of our favorite storytelling rap songs. So do you have any other NF songs in mind that you think, you know, that kind of pops up in your head? that you definitely want to include in that list of the, you know, some of your favorite storytelling songs? Um, now, NF fans that are familiar with his whole discography might be upset with me, but the reason I'm going to say no is because even though he always employs storytelling in his music, it's more from the lens of introspection, you know, telling his own story. Mm. This is like a totally different thing. So, no, I don't really have any examples of, of him um, doing that outside of introspection, which he does very well, by the way, when he tells his own story like this, like it's, yeah. it's, it's up there, but nah. Um, <clears throat> however, yeah, I'm sure that we will have some picks that overlap. Um, a couple of ones that come to mind is, well, here's one thing that you would never expect me to say. And I don't even know if you're, you know, because this is like eighties type stuff, but I just know this because of um, the old heads and looking at hip hop historian documentaries. Uh, but Slick Rick, you know the rapper with one. I know you gonna mention that. I knew the, the, that that was the song you gonna mention. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. He 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 um he was he he was kind of a he's a pioneer of 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 storytelling and rap. The great adventure the the great adventures of Slick Rick. Uh, he has the album called The Art of Storytelling. Um, yeah, he's one of the first to do it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like to give him his credit. Not that I really listen to it, but um, I like to give him his credit for that. For pioneering. Yeah, you still got to know, even if it's not your thing, you got to know where it comes from, you know, the history. It's and, good to uh, know. You know, how it evolved. Yeah, it's good to know. Because if you listen to something like that, like that, and then listen to NF's story, you're like, oh, shit. Like, you can see it, the timeline, the through line. But, um, yeah, some of my favorites, though, is um, in, in, the, in the more modern day, I guess uh, Joyner Lucas, the Ross record is crazy. Yeah, I'll definitely record, put it in there, man. That's yeah. that was, you know, he has other songs. Especially, I was thinking of putting also the Suicide one. You know that song? Uh oh yeah 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 that that one sits pretty deep too. But this one was very specific too. Uh, also, I think I really like the storytelling in this song, uh, the Ross. I don't even know how to say the last name, but yeah, I, yeah, that's why I, that's why I said Ross uh, Cappuccioni. I'm I'm just gonna I'm <laughs> Cappuccioni, yeah, yeah, Ross Cappuccioni. Um, that record is special because it was real, like it really happened. Yeah. So out of all all of what I was gonna say, there were a, a lot of these stories are fiction, but inspired by like real events. But this is like this really happened. Ross really did go through those unbelievable. Because if you if you see the video by itself without knowing the story. Looking at how many times Ross got shot, you would kind of be like, okay, this is definitely fictional. Yeah. Like, this is, there's no way somebody could survive this. But then you look at the accompany, the, the, the complimentary video of Ross telling his story, and you find out, oh, he did, this was like a miracle. He did get shot like that many times. 
So um, yeah, the yeah. video is great, man. Especially these type of songs. If you have yeah. a video like that, that just that just makes it even ten times better. And, yeah, yeah. You know, this video was. I love how it's produced from the first person point of view. You don't mm. really see the character, and you just get to live through his eyes and see what he goes through. And you know, Jordan Lucas, I think he plays the quote unquote the antagonist. You know, and right, he, right. at first, he, you know, they they make a friendship throughout the first half of the songs, and you see how how he feels better once he once he makes a friendship with him. And you know, he kind of saves him at first from the bullies. Yep. And they kind of form a bond and friendship. They even invites invites him to his uh, to his house, and you know he has he has uh, lunch with his family, dinner or lunch with his family, and you know from there, and that's where the dark things start to happen. You know, you see you see him be influenced to do, do a lot of a lot of messed up shit, a lot of you know get involved with drugs and uh, just bad bad faith actors. Yeah, and, yeah, local local gang members. He's he uh, smoked a cigarette in school from from just my memory, um, uh, and then he convinced Ross to to uh, go to basically a vacant location so he could uh, use him as a gang initiation murder, and um, Ross survived it. Nobody counted on Ross surviving, but he survived it uh, miraculously. I thought he was like, dead, man. At, when he was, you know, you hear the heartbeat. His eyes is going out. And it's like, damn, man, this is dark. I can't believe, you know, that's how it how it went down. But miraculously, he actually survived, man. And you actually see the see how the actual person looks like, man. And it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah. You have a face to the person that you follow through the music video. And you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out yeah. to him for surviving this type of crazy, crazy, crazy ride, man. Right. I wonder what happened to the person that, you know, the antagonist, quote unquote, in real life. Hopefully. Hopefully he's behind bars, man. Cause... I think, yeah, I think he got, I believe he got life. I believe. Damn, Remember? life. Yeah. Yeah, he threw his future away. He was a young high school student, felt like nobody loved him, joined the gang for acceptance, uh, and threw his life away. So that is how, that's that's how how the cookie crumbled. But yeah, man, shout out. Great Ross video, man. Life. Great video, great song. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Obviously one of the goats for me is the the stand record. Um. That 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 storytelling is genius from from for multiple yeah. one yeah I definitely picked that too for uh, for you know just I just wanted to go with one song from one artist because you know because there's like so many songs especially oh yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah so I think Stan is definitely the one that kind of kind of stands out from Eminem's discography when it comes to story storytelling songs because it's it's relevant today when it comes to the word Stan and the fan base or the fanboys or the crazy, crazy fangirls that you have now is kind of, kind of reminiscent of that. But, you know, you, did you ever see the video of this song? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. That's like a classic. So I forgot what really goes in, it goes throughout the video, but I definitely remember, you know, it's just, uh, just, a, just an obsessed fan writing a letter to Eminem and just going over how he feels about his relationship with Eminem and, and you know he also has a wife or I don't know girlfriend that you know just mistreats and whatever. If you, if you want to go over it, you could definitely go over it yeah. and explain it better than me. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Um, Eminem stand record, man. That, that's a that's a very impactful record. Um, yeah. The 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 video was very odd, and and how it starts. You know, pregnant. Uh, uh, there's a guy named Stanley, and then he has a girlfriend. The girlfriend's pregnant. 
uh, he's he has all these Eminem posters all, all in his room. I haven't seen the video in a while, but uh, yeah, really, but he, really, you definitely hear you have the images in your head because I definitely remember. Yeah, he has yeah, a guy it, playing that, that just looks like him with the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Then and then there's there's uh, remember he had a picture of him and his girlfriend, and he cut his girlfriend out the picture and put a picture of Eminem in place of her. Yeah, now everything's coming together, man. It's like yeah, over yeah. the video, it just goes crazier and crazier. It just becomes yeah. more unhinged. And, and whoever played Stanley did like a, a, a incredible job. You know, starting with like the first verse where he's just showing his. Writing a letter of appreciation. Then second verse, there's irritation. In the third verse, he's just he put his girlfriend in the trunk and he's about to drive off the fucking bridge. So it, the the pro the, the progression of insanity was depicted very well in that video. And um, you know what? I'm not even. I could actually see this shit happen in real life because you know we have heard so many stories of crazy fans doing some crazy shit. Especially even I think I saw a story of somebody in Japan, like a, uh, like a fan, is being mm-hmm. obsessed with uh, with the K-pop group or whatever, and he starts murdering people, <laughs> just just uh, starts dressing up as, uh, as like an emo character from the band and just starts just killing people. And it's, it's pretty insane, man. So it definitely reminds me of that. But, you know, with that word, Stan, I think it... Uh, it also got added to the Oxford Dictionary based on this song. So that's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Stan, Stan, Stan as a, as a term, Stan as a, a record, Stan as the, the artist that, that, that created it, like that was behind it. It's, it's just, it's going to be forever a staple of hip hop culture and staple in um, storytelling rap period. Like it's, it's the yeah. standard. It's the standard. Matter of fact, Jordan Lucas, the Ross record was definitely inspired by Eminem. Like that's one of yeah, uh, that's one of Joyner's biggest inspirations is not only Eminem but the stand record when it comes to Jordan Lucas telling his stories. Because that's Jordan Lucas's thing. Now that we're talking, now that we're talking about it, that's yeah, yeah, it's kind of his uh thing. He tells his stories. So um, yeah, yeah, the worst stand man is still like I, I definitely have a negative negative connotations to it. Like oh man, you're a stand. You're like obsessed fan, and you know we yeah, see that yeah. shit on Twitter all day, every day now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's kind of puts you off, man. Um, people like dedicate their whole existence and being to like that one person that they never they never known and never will know. It is it is odd, but I don't know. But um, okay. Yeah, well, I see. Like, uh, I mean, do you want to continue with the situation, or do you want to start wrapping it up? Oh yeah, we got a lot more songs, bro. We we just okay. getting started, man. Cause the oh, next okay. one, next one is uh that this one is actually one of my favorite. Cause I I still I still remember this song all the time, man. Cause this one is Immortal Technique, Dance with the Devil. So mm. you you heard this song, right? Mm. Yeah, a long time ago though. It was like year like ten years ago. That's how long it's been. You know you know the story behind it, what happens and everything. Cause everybody knows the twists and everything, and you know, we see it's it's still it's still very similar to the stand record too, like how it starts. You know, very, very you know uh, mild and not too heavy, but over over the song it just escalates and escalates and just crazier and crazier. And right. you know, we find out at the end the main character, like I don't even want to say what he does, man, because it's so it's so gruesome. But mm-hmm. you know what happens, right at the end. I I remember there being like a horror level like horror film levels of craziness happening. But again, it's been 10 years. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
So it's like the main stories behind it, you know, it, uh, this uh, this young kid or, you know, young, this teenage years are just early, early 20s. He just, he lives with his mom and just, you know, they're, they're, they're very, lives in troubled neighborhoods and everything. And the mom, the mom works all the time and the kid is just left on his own to do, you know, just go to school and just do a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit, be involved with that gangs and everything. And so once he gets involved with the gang over the time, it kind of escalates and very similar to the Jordan Lucas song, uh, the kid has to do some gang initiation, uh, gang initiation shit, you know, where he has to do some gruesome shit to be involved with the gang and be accepted with the with his gang brothers. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is be involved with the. He he has to go out and do some crazy shit. And so what he does is go out and I, I don't even want to say what he does, man. He just uh, uh, <laughs> he he raves like a woman in the street. Oh shit! Oh my god! Okay. And at the end, we find out that's his mother, man. <laughs> and that shit, that shit still has me traumatized, man. And yeah, bro. See, again, it was like uh, almost a decade ago, if not the, if not longer. It's been, but I do remember having like a a crazy reaction to that record, and I was a minor, uh, as well. Like, when did this record come out? It was a long time ago, right? Long time, I think early two thousands. Yeah. But yeah. it was very famous on YouTube, man. This is one of the first songs I came across when I got on the internet, man, in the in the early uh, late two thousand, yeah, late two thousands. And you know, this song was always popped up in your feed if you're like into hip hop or you know certain sections of hip hop on YouTube. And you know, once you see that song, man, everybody brings this up. One of the best storytelling rap songs of any era, pretty much, and how dark it is, how. Yeah. How how good it is told by Moro Technique, man. He's he's yeah. definitely one of my favorites. And you know, somebody questioned that, asked him that if this was actually real now, if this actually happened. And it, his reply was, "It is real." And and but he has a twist to it, like you know, this happens everywhere, eh, like all over the world every day. You know, some in some neighborhoods that you don't even know, like you know, mm-hmm. some like like some very harsh neighborhoods. So. I definitely believe him, man, because a lot of a lot of fucked up shit happens in the world, man. Yep. Yeah, man, that's that's good. Uh, good choice, even though it's been a long time. I remember it being like a classic, though. Yeah, yeah, but I'll go over some some of my other favorite ones uh, with some like you know short summary because these are these are like very unknown songs. One of my mm-hmm. favorite is like Low Key, be featuring a rapper named Low Key. He's from a UK rapper. And yeah. this song is by, it's also featuring a rapper named Logic, but not the Logic that that we know of. He's from UK also. And this song is called Relatives. And this song is like really deep, man. It actually tells the story of a UK British soldier that goes over to Afghanistan and, you know, has to do his job, quote unquote, you know, just, uh, you know, the pretty much similar to the, what US had to do a lot of the, U.S. Army had to uh, go over and just do, you know, fight, fight against the, you know, Taliban or whatever. And also on the other side, you see a, you know, Afghan, uh, like, like an Afghani young boy who's kind of has to take arm and fight for his quote unquote country. You know, just he believes, you know, Americans or U.K. soldiers are, are like, you know, destroying his country. So. He, you know, it's pretty much pop propaganda from both sides and how they, these young kids fall for it and they have to, they have to fight for their, you know, they think they have to fight for it and to, you know, 
preserve their nation or whatever. And it just shows both perspectives and it come across in a way where, you know, th those two meet at the end and, you know, accidentally the soldier kills the sister of the, of the, of the Afghani soldier. And at the end, yeah. you know, it's like, a, it just shows, tells a story of how, how it's pretty much this or this war that they're fighting for is not like, it's just, it's like a pawn that they're fighting and it's pretty much ruined their lives. Now, now the soldier is back home with PTSD and, you know, just, just, just a sad song that, that is very real in different parts. And Loki, he's, he's, he's very like a political rapper and he does a lot of songs like this and he's definitely one of my favorites and you should definitely check this video out. It's very, it's pretty deep, man. Okay. okay. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds insane. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, another one I want to give a shout out to is Lupe Fiasco, man, because, you know, Lupe, he also has quite a few storytelling songs. And yeah. I picked one from his, uh, from his recent 2018 album from Dragus Wave, because I told you about this album, because this one of my, I, I, I would say this album is a masterpiece, man, because how good it is, how, it's almost like a, uh, a good kid, Matt City, when it comes to uh, the co the concept of it and how he tells the right. story throughout the different songs. And the right. song is uh, called uh, Jan Janala Forever. It's like, a, it's set in an alternate world. And Janala, I think, uh, actually based on a real person. Uh, and it, it was a six month old baby who was shot and killed in Chicago in 2013. And so, this Lupe Fiasco paints a story where, you know, this person, uh, this this kid, pretty much, not even a kid, six month old uh, baby, died and actually gets to live and grow up as a, like a woman and like you know just be a successful woman and he just just portrays a song how you know how 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 vi how you know how how crazy it is that these type of this type of kids and just young young people are just inflicted by violence in these type of neighborhoods that they live in, you know, with Chicago and everything. And right. just the song, you know, just tells a story of uh, how this person got out of, you know, this violent neighborhood and just went on to live a successful life. And it's pretty sad, man. So it's just one of the instances of that song, but this album, you should definitely check it out, man. Got you, got you. Yeah, I'm sleep on, I'm sleep, I know Lupe, Lupe Fiasco is one of the, the, the great lyrical juggernauts of, 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 of hip hop history i just uh, i'm just sleep on them to be honest i'm just sleep on them yeah man um, you got to catch up on a lot of a lot of shit that you haven't checked out yet man might even might even give you inspiration to get back into it oh yeah um <laughs> well i guess i mean we, we've kind of touched on some pretty mainstream examples though like uh eminem stan um obviously there's some kendrick lamar records uh sing about me uh dying of thirst that's crazy uh j cole lost ones the the record about um you know a young woman and a, a young man considering an ab abortion well rather the the guy wanted an abortion and the woman saying i don't need you to take care of this kid um i can take care of it by myself so that that's a crazy song that resonates with a lot of young people that are nervous about uh bringing a baby into a world where they don't have the resources to take care of it um Sing about me is just great, bro. Kendrick Lamar literally raps from the perspective of a prostitute, talking about, um, you know, gets very graphic in, in, in what prostitutes do. And speaking from that per, per perspective, I, I think that's a that was a very um, 
uh, do I want to say courageous? Well, a lot, a lot of young, young people from the hood probably aren't going to rap. J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar rapping from the perspective of a woman. That's crazy, bro. That that's that's a big deal to me. Um, like Kendrick yeah, Lamar, not making it like uh, not even making it corny because you know there's a yeah. lot of rap that people do. Even uh, I don't know if I want to mention this song. You know, Logic has that suicide song. I'm not a too big a fan of it, man. It it, it just came off came off a little corny to me, man. And I feel like, you know, Kendrick definitely knows how to tell the story and not make it make it too make it too corny and just preachy yeah. in a way. Yeah. And that was an album cut too. Like Kendrick could have made that a single or whatever, but no, nah, he it was just a and it was a long song. That song yeah. was like seven minutes and he just put on like a pretty uh soulful beat. You know, nothing too crazy, pretty minimalistic, if I remember. And um, right from the perspective of, of, of a gang-banging homie, right from the perspective of a prostitute, and then this third verse is, like, from his perspective. And, um, yeah, it's just a classic record, bro. But, bro, Good Kid, Mad City. The whole Good album, kid. pretty much, yeah. yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it tells but, a story. But, yeah, but even the song, though, the song, like, if Pyrus and Crips all got along, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. probably got me down by the, where, he's, where he talks about a, uh, was Pakistan on every porch is fine. We adapted crime. Joey packed the nine. He said, you killed my cousin back in 94. Fuck your truce. And he said, uh, uh, AKs, ARs, a y'all duck. That's what mama said when we was eating that free lunch. Although that is an introspective record though. So I, I, I'll give it that. Cause I, I already brought up, um, whatchamacallit NF for having a lot of introspective storytelling records. Yeah. But if we're not counting that, it's just, it, I don't know, bro, but you know, but then big- again, this Kendrick definitely puts a, per, a persona on this album, you know, when he raps about that yeah. in, in this whole album, he definitely, definitely, you know, doesn't really show his true, true side, but he's still rapping it from a different perspective, you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's in that gray area with, with Kendrick on, on his more introspective records. Cause he does take a different, uh, yeah, mode when he's rapping from his quote unquote perspective, but yeah, and um, it's, it's not told in a like a typical story either. It's not like a big budget movie when he raps about it. It almost sounds like a you know, like an indie film when he raps, like you know, it's not it do, you, you it can't does. really just it, you can't really easily dissect what he's saying sometimes because you gotta you gotta delve deep into it. A lot of the lines he says because you gotta yeah. really really listen and sit down and you know, listen to what he's saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can't Hollywood Hollywoodize that record right there. So yeah. Uh, but the last song though, man, Biggie's uh, "Suicide Thoughts." Um, this, remember this, this song? This might be blasphemous, bro, but I haven't like. I don't know if I heard it, bro. Man, this I, I feel like you definitely heard it, but you just can't tell because uh, yeah. this song tells a story of. Uh, uh, you know, Biggie calling Puff Daddy, you know, and in, in, in almost like a character where he's saying he wants to commit suicide. Like, just oh, I think saying, I, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah you I, I don't remember it, nothing this. about it, though, but I've definitely heard it when I was like hella, hella young. So I can't really remember too many details about it. Man, you got to revisit it. You got to revisit, go back and revisit because, yeah, this it it definitely tells a movie, uh, definitely tells a story almost like a movie because. It first starts out, you you definitely hear the phone ringing. Like it, you almost, it's almost like you're tuning into their conversation. Like because uh, when when they speak, they have the phone the phone effect on their on their voice. Like uh, like like when you talk to somebody, the quality isn't that good, and the phone is the phone quality pretty much. And it's it's pretty much replicated throughout the song. And 
over the song the it just it just it just goes it just pretty much also escalates to where you know Puff Daddy's like trying to convince B.I.G. not to not to do what he's about to do because Biggie's like yo fuck it I'm done you know just explaining why he's over with life and at the end he does commit suicide at the end of the song it's like at the end it's like a, almost like a silence because as he commits suicide you hear the phone just just ringing like yo 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 what happened what happened he's not responding and everything and Damn. it just ends like that it's like a it's like it, it it sends shivers down your down your spine, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I gotta revisit that. I gotta revisit that, man. Rest in hey, peace. Hey, man, that could be like a reaction, like not even a first reaction, like a like a revisited reaction. Yeah, revisited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't. That's what I'm telling that. you, man. You gotta open up. Uh, get that camera working, man. Get those reactions out. <laughs> I definitely see you doing like a uh, what do you call it? Just a more more in-depth reaction videos, not just, you know, reacting to it, like going, you know, some reactions, they just go crazy, like, oh my God, I can't believe he said this or something like that. Yeah. I see yeah. you as a more, you know, more in-depth, almost like a video essay type reactions that you right. that you might do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see it. I could see it. Um, not everything warrants that type of breakdown, you know what I mean? But... Uh, hey, man, if, if it's uh, somebody... If it's if there's a man to do it, I feel like you you be you could definitely do it. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Um, on some other uh, storytelling records, just real quick. Uh, I, I love the um, King Von's Crazy Story record. I think. Oh yeah, with- yeah. I forgot, man. Almost uh, we almost went without mentioning King Von song because yeah, you know, he's yeah. definitely one of the new newer generation rappers that definitely could tell the story. Yeah, and 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 not have any problem with making it fictional, like, but like like, because a lot of these types of artists, a lot of artists that has this type of background, um, will incriminate themselves by being too real, you know. Um, King Von was perfectly okay with like crafting a story of him robbing somebody from a state that he's he, he's never met about being like a finessed by a woman that he thought was on his side and all that type of stuff like it was really great uh he even has this one silly song where he's about to rob somebody at 3 a.m but um it's, it's a dude and a girl and then the twist is oh that's my sister and this is my sister's new boyfriend and then he robs them anyway <laughs> like it's crazy it, it's, it's a silly record but uh i i really respect king von for that then there's a um texas legend speaker knockers rest in peace to him he had a, a uh, a, a series, um, a storytelling series. I'm, I'm trying to remember the title of it, but it's about um, him being down on his luck and robbing a bank. And, and it's kind of crazy. I ain't gonna lie. There's some elements to that story that isn't really uh, the most realistic, like him robbing a bank with his girl, but the girl turns out to be a a, a, a cop on the side or, or something. I don't know. But it's hey it's man, insane. this this definitely the storytelling part of it, man. You got to make it like a movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it, bro. I I enjoy the Speaker Knockers record, it, it, just how insane it is, how absurd some of the story elements are. But I love it. Um, rest in peace to him. So yeah, man, King Von, that's one of my favorite ones. And uh, rest in peace. Hey, Speaker man, Knockers. even Little Dicky, right? I, I would say he, he has quite a few <laughs> dope. Oh yeah, Little not Dickie even got in some... a different way. It's not like serious. He he tells yeah, yeah. a very comedic story. And shout out to him. Yeah, Little Dicky is great. Yeah, hey, I was gonna totally forget about him, but Little Dicky has the the Pillows record. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, yeah, the he's Chris a Brown record, and uh, oh yeah, that yeah, he's a master. Lil Diggy's a master at storytelling with rap. He just doesn't take it serious. 
Uh, he could if he wanted to, if he wanted to, you know, go a different direction. Maybe not now because he's su- such a uh, known face for comedy rap. I don't know if people would take it serious, but at the beginning, he could have he could have definitely went serious. I think he, he still can, man, because you know mm. a lot of people, a lot of people would actually love if he goes serious. I mean, he still could do the comedy part, but honestly, people be like, "Oh man, I, I didn't know you had it in you, man. I love it because you know mm. when when yeah. a com- comedic rapper or just comedic somebody comedic or even a like a comedian does some like serious acting roles. They're like, man, I love this. I love this when you, when you tell it does do something yeah, serious. Yeah. So you could have it, you could definitely have like two sides to it. So you could definitely right, do, right, do right. both things at once. So I would definitely yeah. love some little Dicky uh, music. That's very serious. So hopefully mm. it does something. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting. <clears throat> um, okay. Yeah. I think we ran the gamut of like, uh, at least songs that come to mind that are like top tier storytelling. But like, I love that, that facet of, of hip hop where you can get in. Oh, Meek Mill has, a, has one. I don't, you know, we ain't got to talk much about it, but he has one called a uh, um, Tony story, Tony story. This was like, like 10 years ago, but uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a dope street tale about, um, you know, typical drug dealing yeah. trail stuff like that. But he did, he was really good at that. I'm surprised Meek Mill doesn't do it more. Um, because he definitely could fall yeah. into that lane. Uh, yeah, he could definitely do it more, but I think sometimes for some rappers, there's definitely a, there's definitely like a balance to it where you don't want to do too much because uh, sometimes uh, some people just re- label you as just a storytelling rapper, so they put you in a box. So you could definitely do a lot more, yeah. so you definitely got to balance it. Or sometimes yeah. you do it so much, uh, some people might get tired of it, so you got to... I've heard some people complain about Joyner Lucas with that, by the way. Not not, yeah. not necessarily just story, storytelling records, but more of those. It's always like a theme or something, right? Um, a lot of Recently, it though, he's making a lot of songs just bangers, not any, anything, right, right, anything right. deep but, inside. But that's, the thing, though. that's the thing. So like when you're so used to de- delivering one thing, those bangers aren't celebrated by everybody. I never see your point because once you make so uh, make so much of a certain thing, once you change it up, some people are like, yeah. yo, I wish you did this. I wish yeah. you continued doing this. But or remix. You know, he does remix where he just lyrically goes crazy. But no, I, I encourage Jordan Lucas to make, you know, hit records. He signed. Like, yeah, I want to out and everything. I, I'm just saying that there is like there's there's a minority of people that are like, bro, this ain't this ain't all that. I, I don't care for this. But it is what it is, man. I, I I appreciate when people try to get out of their comfort zone or go out the box and all that. So shout out to Joiner. But um, wrapping it up though, um, for this past week, man, in terms of media that you found interesting, um, found interesting or thought provoking or just entertaining, uh, what it, what what have you been uh, consuming lately? Man, this week was the big week for you know. Godzilla versus King Kong. I don't know if you came across the social media because this this what everybody's been talking about all week. You know, Godzilla versus King Kong, the movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. It dropped on HBO Max where you could watch it online and also came out in theaters. Okay. And uh, man, I watched it. I, I caught a glimpse of it and I've been waiting for this for a long time, man, because I'm a big Godzilla fan, but I'm just a big monster monster fan or of the kaiju fan you know with the from japan japan and everything but you know this movie this movie was everything i hoped for man all the all the big fights this movie was basically a dragon ball z fight when it came to 
just these two going at it. And it was insane. These two had a personality. You could tell like, you know, when they fought, it almost felt like they, they were actually fighting in a UFC ring. So, you know, usually <laughs> these movies, they're very serious or just too goofy. But I think with this movie, they found the right balance between the two. And it pretty much gave what everybody wanted, man. All the kids, pretty much adults, everybody is, uh, everybody who wanted to go into it. And the only reason they watched is to see this fight. And they gave us everything that we hoped for, man. The battles were, the battles were, it's crazy, man. It almost, they, they went pretty crazy. They, they just went all over the place and they destroyed, they destroyed everything, man. And I think somebody mentioned that in, in Dragon Ball Z, they, they would destroy, if they actually fought in the city, they, they would destroy the whole town, man. So this is what it felt like when it came to these two Damn, calling okay. it Godzilla. I've been I've been hearing a little bit about about the movie. Uh, in terms of like the series, I'm not really that tuned in because I mean you stated like the goof like some sometimes it's known for being goofy or at least it's older older films. There's some funny ass older yeah. Godzilla Kong movies, and it's like this series is more serious, but they're still you know still kind of goofy side. Or it also has a lot of uninteresting human plot lines, so a lot of people ah, don't really like that. Okay. But I don't yeah. mind that at all. I think. Uh, Sometimes I think they're actually needed to drive the story and continue the story because sometimes if you do too much of the fighting or just so, show too much of Godzilla or King Kong, it's going to get tiring, man. And also, these are big budget movies. You can't really show them all the time because, you know, it takes a lot of money to produce these effects, you know, Godzilla and King Kong. And I feel like if you do it too much, I don't think they can afford it. So, but with what we got, man... It, it pretty much everything that I was hoping for, all the fight scenes and and pretty much who actually won between the two, you know, Godzilla and King Kong. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's pretty much everybody's everybody pretty much came out of came out of it happy at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I agree with you on the like sometimes you probably need that human plot line to like keep things moving. Because Godzilla and King Kong, although you said they can show their personalities to a certain extent, they can't talk, right? No, no, they can't talk, but yeah, so no, they gotta, still, man, they still really did did a good job of giving them personality, like you know, with their expressions and what they do, like uh, you know, in the movie, you even see Godzilla laughing a little bit because uh, there's some expressions in it, and uh, King okay. Kong, man, he, there's very lot of personality between these two, so they definitely got these characters right for fans, or just even for the general audience, man. I might, have to, uh, I might have to check it out. I'm looking at, like, it's funny. You got to watch it with your uh, little nephews and everything, man, because they, they would love this shit. Oh, that, that's actually a good idea. Uh, I'm seeing, I'm looking at a meme right now on Twitter. It says uh, Kong uh, literally just wants to go home. And then it says, God, <laughs> yeah, uh, man. He got, got him. He got his ass beat, but he still held his own, man. Yeah, Godzilla was like, um, it, it's Godzilla, and there's a meme of a SpongeBob fish holding a glass of whatever. And it, the question is, oh, I'm pussy? You think I'm pussy? Or oh, something yeah, like people that. got heated, man, on, on Twitter and just in, in the internet in general because you got the Godzilla fans and King Kong fans. Damn. And it's, it's, they got pretty heated, but, you know, at the end of the day, pretty much everybody knew who was going to win, but I still, I'm still not going to say it, but everybody knew who was going to win. But, okay, okay. Yeah, but no, still. Don't spoil it because I'm actually kind of curious now. I might have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, you still got to. You should definitely watch it, man. It's, it's a good, entertaining movie, man. Just even if you don't like the, like the, if you don't have any, 
like a uh, history but with what's going on you can just watch it in general yeah okay i'm definitely gonna check it out um on my side though um media that i've that i've been consuming um I mean, there's battle rap. I guess there's a big battle rap match going on tomorrow, and the face-off between Cassidy and Hitman Holla went viral. Oh, man, Cassidy's still going at it? That's the crazy thing, because Cassidy, his past three battles weren't that great, but he's such a personality. So there was a face-off that went, like, it got a million views in, like, two days, and uh, it's the, the match is happening tomorrow. So one thing Cassidy knows how to do is get under people's skin. And he had he, he got Hitman so mad in the face-off that Hitman threatened to pull out a pull a gun out of the bag and air it out. And um, so people look at Cassidy, even though people think Cassidy is gonna die when they actually matched up tomorrow, like 3-0 Hitman. The 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 buildup, the the face-off, they say Cassidy is undefeated when it comes to getting under your uh, skin. There's even memes out there that says Cassidy is so good at Rowling people up, he could get Gandhi to swing on him. He could make Martin Luther King give island or something like Man. that. So, so uh, if you listen, you guys don't even have to enjoy battle rap. Just type in Cassidy versus Hitman Holla face off. I swear it's going to entertain you. I swear it's going to entertain you. It's just like 13 minutes. They couldn't even, it, it, it's supposed to be a battle rap face off. They didn't even have anything. They didn't say anything about battle rap in there. It was just like the battle of two egos. Who's bigger? Who has more money? And once Cassidy says something like, I'm tougher than you, it man holla gets very aggressive. And you think they, oh, shit, are they, are they about to fight? But Cassidy has friends behind him. So him and holla is like, okay, well, I'm going to go get my bag. And if I got to, I'll pull this bitch out and air it out. It, it's, I don't know. It was insane. It was insane. So, um, but in terms of anything like serious, like any... Like TV shows, music. I can't remember. Man, you got a you got a couple, not even busy weeks, couple busy months. Yeah, like yeah, my brother. Busy, so, you know, you got to take care of all that real yeah. life shit. So it's like I don't want to watch a show when you got when you got to deal with some real life you know, shit, some car issues or just court issues and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, outside of that face off, there's not enough real consequence that I can bring up to you guys this week, but. I promise next week yeah. I'm gonna have something though. Next week I'm I'm gonna definitely have some. Matter of fact, me and Monty have something on the uh anime side coming up soon that I'm excited to go in depth on. So I, I heard I heard uh the the Attack on Titan season just ended, so yeah, pretty season soon four, I, might, part one. I might binge it. Season four, part one. Yep. You this is a great time, Monty. It's a, it's a great awesome time. Pretty soon, man. Pretty soon. <laughs> but uh um yeah, man. So that's pretty much that for for uh my week um but next week i got y'all but um yeah i think that, i think that's pretty much it man a good little show um shout out to everybody that made it this far uh shout out to all those that have been you know page if you've been listening week by week shout out to those that have been patient with the the episode or schedule changes or whatever we're working on getting it getting it right um but and the the video should be coming again soon as well so um yeah if you guys have any um, questions, discussion ideas, segment ideas, you can hit us up at the Gray, uh, the Gray Echo. Wait, what's our email? The Gray Cave at gmail. gmail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Gray Cave at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're going back to the Great Echo days, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old days. Right, right, right. But um, until then, until next week, guys, take care.
Tchau.